All right, what's going on? For those of y'all who are just coming back in, this is On The Mic With Mike. I am your host, Instructor Mike. And today, we are talking about the um, attack or the alleged attack that was said to have occurred to uh, Jesse Smollett. For those of you all who don't know who Jesse Smollett is, uh, he is the... uh, he is the young man, 36-year-old young... I mean, we're, we're, we're damn near the same age. But he is the young man that plays Jamal Lyon on Fox's Empire. Uh, and so it's about the Lyon dynasty. Also stars Terrence Howard, uh, Taraji Henson, things like that. And so, um, yeah, so the attack uh, occurred or was said to have occurred in Chicago uh, on Tuesday morning... In the Streeterville neighborhood, let me get back. I guess my computer's kind of acting it's a little slow here. Yeah, so let me just get to it. Um, this, this, this attack occurred in the Streeterville neighborhood, South Water Street. Was it North Water Street? I'm sorry, 3600 block of East North Water Street around 2 a.m. Tuesday in Chicago's Streeterville neighborhood when two people, he said uh, he didn't know, started ra- uh, yelling racial and homophobic slurs at him, police said. His friend, quote, Frank, end quote. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll read your comments in a minute on Facebook. I'm also on Facebook Live for those of you all listening on the podcast. So you can go to Instructor Mike or Mike Brown and uh, watch the video as well. Uh, but his friend, Frank, called 911 at approximately 2.32 a.m. to report the incident. The attackers allegedly struck Smullett in the face with their hands and poured a chemical believed to be bleach on him. Police said one of the individuals wrapped a rope around his neck during the attack before they both ran away. The actor confirmed to CNN's Don Lemon over the phone that the attack took place. Smollett said he fought back and is shaken and angry that something like this could happen. Okay. Now, this was reported to ABC and several media outlets. What's going on? ABC and several media outlets on the morning or mid-afternoon of the uh, day of the attack okay now let me preface what I'm about to say uh, in saying this first of all I am the type of person where I try as best as I can to be non-biased and to report uh, and to talk about things from a perspective uh, that is void any type of uh, feeling or emotion That alludes to any biases because we all have biases that we hold. Okay, Uh, I try to look at the facts, statistics or stats and figures as well as my education and experience as a police officer, detective, all that stuff, you know, coupled with not only common sense theories, but studies and uh, behavioral, you know, uh, analysis of how people behave in certain situations. You know, my my experience at, you know, as a human. And uh, also being uh, a, a sworn, a former sworn police officer, detective, you know, that's the one good thing I can say about um, my experience as a police officer, as opposed to the average, you know, civilian, is that as a police officer, you are exposed to and you deal with a lot of people. You, you come to you come face to face more often than not with people who are at their lowest of their lows or at their worst of their worst no one ever calls the police when there are great things happening to them they uh call the police 
when there are negative things that happen to them and stuff like that. So, you know, you're exposed to people who tell both the truth and who tell lies, okay, regardless of, and the motives are a part of that investigation. That having been said, you know, this live, nor is anything that I have said or posted an attack on the LGBT community, not at all. I have trained people. Yeah, Christian, I'm about to take care of you in a minute. Watch this. Uh, let's see. There we go. Had to do this real quick. Sorry about that. Okay, yeah. So, uh, what's going on, Latrice? Yeah, I have trained people from the LBT, uh, L, LB, sorry, LBGT community. Uh, I've had people in here. I've got friends who are gay, okay? Your sexual orientation, who you choose to have sex with, who you choose to be with is your business and your business alone. If you so choose to make it public to the world, God bless you. This is America. Do what you feel, okay? We all have the freedom of choice, but we are not free from the consequences associated with our choices. You have people who are straight who get attacked. You have people who are gay and of that community who get attacked. This is never the case, never the case that we attack anybody from any type of community, okay? So I am prefacing what I'm about to state by making the statement that I just made before. That having been said, taking away your biases or your emotions with regard to what you feel about a person's sexual status or who they're with, you cannot do anything else but call this story bullshit. Sorry, I'm just going to call it as I see it. And we're going to analyze it to see why I have come to this opinion. Now, for the record, was he involved in a physical altercation? Yes. Was he injured in that physical altercation? Yes. Do you see evidence of an injury or maybe a few? Yes. What you don't see, however, you do not see any evidence of the injuries of the attack that he claimed, okay? Let's go into certain things. First of all, the weather, and I'm going to go and look it up, okay? Uh, I can't get to um, the weather app on my phones. Obviously, the podcast is going on one, Facebook is going on the other, but we can state with a degree of certainty that the weather at around 2 a.m. on what's going on Larry how are you the weather at around 2 a.m. at the 300 block of East North Water Street is closer to Lakeshore Drive it gets very colder if you will the further north you get and the further east you get because it gets colder by the lake okay so if it's colder on the south, if it's cold on the south side, it's going to get continuously colder or even the temperature is going to be greater, lower, higher, whatever, colder by the lake. That's always the case. Anybody who's a Chicagoan or who lives in Michigan, Indiana, we know this to be a fact. Anybody who lives off of a coast, we know that to be a fact, especially if you live off that coast and you are subject to, you know, uh, cold temperatures. We know this to be a fact. So that having been said, it was alleged, okay, that he had just came in from his flight from New York into Chicago, okay? And he arrived, the flight arrived late, so we can assume that he arrived late, got to his hotel on South Water Street, uh, and then all of a sudden went to Subway to
to decide to get something to eat, okay? Now, just because he's a star and just because he has concierge, concierge service or whatever the case may be does not exempt him from him deciding to go out on his own and get something to eat, except the fact that he was allegedly sent hate mail, hate mail to the effects of, you know, death threats, things like that. The FBI is supposedly investigating these death threats. I can neither confirm nor deny whether or not a letter was sent to him. I can neither confirm nor deny the veracity or the truthfulness of there being death threats against him. But let's just go on a limb and hypothetically state that these death threats are in fact real. So Fox, uh, Fox Company, Fox News, Fox Broadcasting, whatever the case may be, they offered him security. He turned down that security. Okay? He turned down that security. And so, that doesn't make sense to me. Okay? That doesn't make sense. If you are under the threat of losing your life, and you've got the publishing company that offers you security, why would you not take the security offered? Okay? It just does not make sense. For those of you all watching, go on ahead, share the video. Share the video because this is a conversation that we need to talk about. Now, I've heard multiple comments Okay, multiple comments where people have stated, well, that's a shame that, you know, when white people attack this and attack that, they stick together or whatever the case may be. But we as black folks should stick together and blah, 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 blah. Let me tell you something. Because you're gay does not automatically mean I'm going to believe your story. Okay, because you have a vagina this does not mean that the rules of engagement change because you have a penis doesn't mean I'm going to automatically believe you. The one good thing about being a good detective is you have to follow the evidence. Those of you all who don't understand anything about the criminal justice system fail to realize that it is not the truth that sets you free or convicts you. It's the proof of the truth that can set you free or convict you. The criminal justice system is an adversarial system, an adversarial system that derives or thrives, if anything, on not only victims, not only victims, but it also thrives on proof. It thrives on proof. You have to have proof to be able to show the triers of fact, to show the jury, to show. It's amazing. You have to have evidence to be able to show that an attack has occurred. Okay. So. When we look at some of the uh, statements that was released or said to be released by um, uh, Smollett, Journey Smollett, in this incident, he stated either at the first time that he talked to detectives or the second time that he talked to detectives that there were two white men wearing ski masks. Okay? Now, I ask you this. Are white men the only light-skinned people in, you know, the, the world, right? It, is it European folks that are primarily white-skinned? Because I can tell you this, my great-great-great-grandmother, very light-skinned. If she put on a ski mask, which she might have in her life, I don't know, right? But if I saw it, how would I know she was white? How would I know she, she wasn't Hispanic? So I'm saying, is it possible, right, is it possible that one's internal biases and assumptions automatically led him to believe that these alleged attackers if any attackers were the case were white secondly thirdly don't 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 go according to my chronological second third whatever because i'm all over the place when it comes down to chronological i'm just throwing stuff out there okay 
given that the temperature at that time was so cold, right? It had not reached the temperatures that we're at now, but the weather advisory was saying it was going to get extremely cold, okay? At that time of day or night, early morning, right? Here we go. You've got your face and your entire body almost covered, right? How? Yeah, of course. White sound better because it fits the narrative, right? Here we go. How was somebody able to pick you out of anybody else? How was somebody able to pick you out of anybody else who could have been in that area? Let's talk facts. You just got off a plane. You just got in, right? So if you just got off the plane and you just got in and you were hungry enough to get out, <laughs> I'm reading your comment, Mike, and you threw me off, right? To go out to get you some subway, who within your camp knew your travel plans? Ooh, we don't want to talk about that. Who in your camp knew your travel plans that knew the approximate time that you would get in and where you would likely go so as to set up two men, whatever the case may be, to be able... Now, here you go. Walenthia, well, maybe he was followed. How? I'm glad you said that. How do we know who to follow? How do we know who to follow? If it's cold outside, right? If it's cold outside, did he go outside? You've seen his pictures. You, you've, come on now. I'm, come on. You've seen his pictures in, in, in several photos. The man knows how to dress. He knows how to dress. But I don't care how flamboyant you are. I don't care how non-flamboyant you are. I don't care if you're gay, straight, white, black, Jew, Gentile, Christian, Muslim. Cold is cold. <laughs> cold is cold. And so you're going to bundle up. So what, if anything, were you wearing at the time that you walked outside to the nearest subway? Now, some of you all argued, well, what subway opens up at 2 a.m.? The one close to me closes, blah, 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 blah. Look, let's just go on ahead and cast that out because subways do open 24 hours, okay? 24 hours. Now, here we go, Robin. You said unless he was, and this is Robin Hicks, one of my followers and very good friends, uh, you know, who, who knows me personally and professionally. She said, well, he could have been followed from the airport. Okay, here we go. <laughs> I'm not laughing at the attack. I'm laughing at the, the, the narrative and the theories being thrown out. So keep them coming. As you think about them, keep them coming, okay? Now, these attackers... These persons who have just visceral hatred for, for Jesse Smollett and people in the gay community, right, are going to meet you at the airport, be it Midway or O'Hare, okay? Here we go. One, how do you know which flight he's going to be on, okay? How do you know that the flight is delayed? Here we go. You can easily get that, right? How do you know which car he's going to be in? Right? Here we go. Okay. And then you follow him all the way from 
O'Hare to his apartment. And then when you get to the apartment, you're going to wait for him to go upstairs, come out, and then when he comes out, either going to the subway or coming from the subway, we're going to meet with him, smack him in the face, put him down on the ground, pour some bleach on him, and put a rope around. I am not going to do all of that, all of that, just to attack him just a little bit. Just a, just a little bit. I, I'm not going to do that. That is the type of stuff that you do if I have, Orison, that's not funny, professional bleach job. That's not funny. That is funny, though. I am not going to go through all of that for a little bit of attack. Why not throw an ice ball at him? You know, a snowball that's really, really hard, right? I, I'm, I'm not going to go on ahead and just throw it at him. And I'm not going to go through all that, right? Now, let's just abandon that we're following him theory, right? Let's just say I didn't follow him. Somebody in his camp told me he was going to be back because that would have had to have been the case. That would have had to have been the case. The timing is too specific. First of all, it's cold as shit outside. Where am I going to sit to pull surveillance on him where I am not noticeable? Now, here we go. There's another theory that was out there uh, as put on TMZ. And I'm just talking about as put on TMZ where it was a female, one of his, uh, <laughs> one of his uh, doggone, um, what am I trying to say? I can still uh, record the podcast and get to my Facebook on my phone. So there was a theory that was put out there on TMZ uh, with regard to uh, a neighbor that lives close to him that said something about the clothing of the man that was uh, supposedly out there. Now, here it goes. According to TMZ, I'm glad I'm able to reach this while I'm on uh, my you know podcast and Facebook, too, you know, um, and again, like I said, this is not an attack against the gay community. So please don't misconstrue it as that because, you know, if you do, I'm going to attack you hard because that's not the purpose. But I'm just saying within the context of this investigation and you have to understand the criminal justice system, again, is an adversarial system. So I am playing the devil's advocate here as if I'm the defense attorney for any alleged attackers. For when I do become an attorney, I could, in fact, be a defense attorney. And my job is to aggressively defend my clients. So here we go. According to TMZ, a woman lives who lives in Jussie Smollett's apartment building told cops she saw a suspicious man whom she said looked like a redneck. Let's stop here. Looked like a redneck. What does a redneck look like? Now, I've been all over this country, okay? So I've seen my country whites and I've seen, you know, you know uh, conservative whites. I've seen black folks, right, who dress in redneck attire, right? And I've seen conservative black folks. I've, so I'm, I'm saying I've seen a wide variety of people and how they look and how they dress. Okay. So it's a redneck already implanting that thing in your mind that you're thinking Dukes of Hazard, right? Loitering outside, just outside of the entrance to the building and half an hour before Jesse says he was attacked. Okay. The woman who asked not to use her name, and that's fine. We can do it on the, on the condition of anonymity, 
Okay, tells TMZ she walked outside of the building at 12:30 a.m. Tuesday. Okay, which would have been approximately two and uh, two and uh, three quarters of an hours, if you will, before that attack was alleged to have actually about two hours before. Sorry, not two hours. Anywhere between an hour and thirty to two hours before the attack was said to have occurred. She walked outside at 12.30 a.m. Tuesday to take her dogs out and saw the man near the door pacing between the parking garage and the entrance, looking agitated and smoking a cigarette. Okay? She says, quote, he looked out of place, end quote. So for those of you all black folks who like to say that white folks don't get profiled, here's a perfect example of a white person looking out of place getting profiled. Right? Touche. Here we go. He was a white man with scruff on his face, wearing a blue winter beanie, okay? A blue zip-up sweatshirt. Pay attention to this description. Please pay attention. If you're watching, share this, share this, share this. Let's have a national conversation, okay? Pay attention to the description, and I'm going to tell you how it fits in with the pictures that were put out by Chicago Police Department. Here we go. A blue winter beanie, a blue zip up sweatshirt with a hood and blue jeans that were too short, exposing thick gray hunting socks with camel colored dress shoes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Here we go. Don't get mad when I'm going to say this, but Jussie Smollett, you made this commentary very necessary, right? So here we go. One, you want to talk about somebody who pays a little too much close attention to someone's manner of dress. I have been given multiple descriptions by people, and they have just said, look, it was a white guy who was smoking a cigarette, blue, one of those baseball hat caps or skull caps or whatever, you know, blue jacket, kind of zipped up, whatever. He was wearing some tight-ass jeans, and I seen some gray socks and some brown shoes, right? But this person said blue winter beanie, blue zip-up sweatshirt with a hood, Right? We just call this a hoodie, right? Blue jeans that were too short. I'm curious, what were your dogs doing while you were paying attention to this man? What, if anything, about this man made him look any different from anybody else in the area that could be outside dragging a cigarette, right? Smoking on a cigarette because it's too cold. Right. It's too cold. So, of course, he's agitated. The agitation could be I got to get this nicotine fixed, but I need to get my ass inside because it's too cold. What if anything? Remember, you were going out to walk your plural dogs, not one dog, but more than one dog and less than you. Know what I'm saying so you got dogs. What, if anything, were your dogs doing while you were paying close attention to the specifics of how tight these man's jeans were with thick gray hunting socks? I want you to pay attention to the individual letter, the words that are used in this to 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 capitalize on the redneck label. Redneck hunting. Redneck. Hunting, right? Redneck, hunting. Come on, all these specific, with camel-colored dress shoes. 
I'm sorry, but you're probably less likely to find a redneck, whatever that term may be, okay, with hunting socks but camel-colored dress shoes. Because rednecks, right, I'm just saying, more likely than not, don't wear dress shoes. So if I got the presence of mind to recognize how cold it's going to be, I'm, I'm going to bypass my legs and wear some really tight jeans and put on gray hunting socks because I want my legs to be cold, but my feet to be warm and then or my my ankles and feet to be warm. But then, first of all, I'm wearing camel colored dress shoes and dress shoes are usually designed to fit a person wearing dress socks. So I'm going to make it hard as shit and I'm agitated, right? Hard as shit. To put these camel-colored dress shoes on, but I'm going to wear my... Th you see how this doesn't make sense? I'm going to keep on going. Here we go. She said she noticed what looked like a rope or a clothesline protruding from the bottom of his sweatshirt made of white and blue material. How did you notice this? And you were supposed to be walking your dogs. You walk your dogs because your dogs, one, need the exercise, and two, more likely than not, they have to poop. So did your dogs poop or pee in front of the entrance of the apartment building while you were doing this close analysis? It, it's not making sense. She said she got creeped out by the man. After five minutes, she retreated back into the building. Wait a minute. You stood out there for five minutes, five minutes and observed this creepy man. It never stays in here that you called the police. That you called the police because you were creeped out by that man. Now I can tell you this, in certain areas, certain people love the police and they will call the police on anything that is suspicious. Why did you not call the police after you observed this creepy man? And this apartment building is more likely than not to be either in the first district, which is <coughs> central, or in the 18th district, which is near north. Either one or 18, both on the same zone, as soon as you called the police, they would have been there fast as shit. Or you would have told the doorman and they would have called the police. Never says you told the doorman. Thank you for that, Rachel. <laughs> the woman says she went to sleep and woke up at 4 a.m. to go to the gym and notice a lot of security. She said the concierge told her Jussie was attacked. And when she told him what she saw, the concierge implored her to call the detective and gave her two phone numbers where she contacted that where she made contact that afternoon and downloaded a detective. I don't even know what that even means. OK, um, as we reported, cops released two photos of the persons of interest. We do not know if one of them is the person that the woman saw. I will tell you this. If I'm the defense attorney. And any of those, if anybody is arrested because of those two photos. Now, I'm going to put it up here. Here's one of the photos right here. I don't know if you can see it. There it is right here. Okay. On Facebook Live. Here we go. <sighs> Sorry, I got a little bit of, you know, sinus code. Here we go. Now, these two figures right here. One, it's not even clear that these are the persons. 
So if we're looking for two persons of interest, these two figures right here, is it a man? Is it a woman? Right? Here we go. Is it a man? Is it a woman? Is it an adult? For those of y'all who can't see the photos, don't worry about seeing the photo right now. Just look it up. I know it's a little glare. It's, you know, I'm on Facebook. I'm trying to do the best I can. You can go to my page or you can look up the photos. But if any, in any event, let me see if I can adjust it so that you can see. It, it's going to be difficult. Okay. Here we go. Can you see it? It's a little glare. It's going to be a little glare, but you should be able to see something. Right? Now, on those two figures, on those two figures, Fatima, you're focusing on all the wrong things, okay? One, is it a man? Is it a woman? Is it a teenager? Is it an adult? Were they wearing socks? Were they wearing boots? Can you see the camel-colored, right? Can you see the camel-colored shoes, right? Here we go. What's the height of this person? Tall, short, fat, thin, I need some more details, ma'am, who was outside walking the, watching the, the man with the dogs, right? Now, you said blue beanie, blue shirt, blue jeans, right? None of these two figures appear to have any of those descriptions. So, are you just going to go around randomly arresting white people? Right? Is, is this what we're going to do? Okay. Now, here we go. I'm going to get off of this. I'm going to get off of this. I'm going to talk about more stuff. Somebody's going to hate me because of this. I get it. That's fine. Whatever. It's called investigations. You know, whatever. So here we go. Uh, the actor confirmed to CNN Don Lemon over the phone that the attack took place. Smollett said he fought back. Let's analyze. Okay. He said, ah, he said he fought back. Okay, here we go. How did you manage to fight back and you didn't pull off the ski mask? That's probably one of the most easiest things to pull off. I want to see who's fighting me, right? What kind of fighting did you do? And I'm not saying because you're gay that you can't fight. Oh, no. There are some great gay fighters out there. They will kick your whole ass. They will make you hate the fact if you are a homophobic person, you will rue the day that you ever thought about saying anything or starting a fight with someone on the basis of their sexuality alone. And that should never be a basis anyway. But if you wanted to do that, they would make you rue the day that you decided to do that. So what kind of fighting did you do? Were there any defensive wounds, right, on your hands, right? I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, were there any kind of, I don't, I don't get it. What kind of fighting did you do? You know, did you palm strike, you know, hit something, you know, what, what, what did you do? What did you do? Come on now, what did you do? Now it says, the attackers allegedly struck Smollett in the face with their hands. Was it open hand? Was it closed fist? Right? But they struck you about the face. Right? They struck you about the face. And then they poured a chemical on you. 
of all the chemicals that are out there, all the chemicals that are out there, why bleach? Why bleach? Why be bleach? Okay. Why bleach? Now, that's a good thing that you just brought up, Rachel. You told Chicago police, you told Chicago police, if you're watching this, share it. You told Chicago police <clears throat> that you and your manager were on the phone where your manager, Brandon Z, right, heard the words being stated, the racial homophobic slurs, all this other stuff. So why did your manager have to be convinced when you subsequently came inside of the apartment to call the police instead of just switching over while you were on the phone and calling the police for you as you were under racial and homophobic attacks? Why didn't you get your butt off the phone and press record on Facebook Live? Why didn't you go to Instagram Live? Why didn't you scream? Why didn't you make some kind of noise? If you were bundled up, it would make sense why you, why they, why you didn't scream. It would make sense, right? Here's another thing. According to ABC7 Chicago and the Chicago Police Department, they asked Smollett and his manager for their phones. Neither one of them have turned their phones over to the Chicago police. So contrary to the statement put out by Chicago police uh, PIO or public information office, Anthony Giuliani, who says that uh, Smollett is fully cooperating with Chicago police. How are you fully cooperating with Chicago police if you have not turned over your phone? Uh, right? If you turned over your phone, we would be able to see that one, a call did in fact take place. So it would bring more truthfulness to your story and bring more credibility. See, the more information we begin to confirm or corroborate, that's when we begin to really believe you because the facts are being confirmed by the evidence. Okay, because we need to make a case. The purpose is not to catch the guy and just say, ha ha, we caught you. But the purpose is to catch the guy Call the uh, the Cook County State's Attorney, right? Cook County State's Attorney, felony review. And when the State's Attorney, felony review, Assistant State's Attorney, comes out to the location and interviews us and interviews the person whom we have in custody to see if they can get a statement. See, the Cook County State's Attorney's Office likes to have ironclad cases. In other words, cases they can win. And if you're a detective in Chicago, you know about the Cook County or even just in Cook County, the Cook County State's Attorney Felony Review Process. You can't just file charges without going or calling them because this kind of crime is definitely a crime where we have to call the state's attorney's office to get charges approved. If those charges are not approved, nothing can be filed. OK, so. The state's attorney likes to know <clears throat> that they have corroboration for the allegations, that we don't have a circumstantial case. We have a real evidence with a level of circumstantial evidence, too. 
right? Cases have been made off of circumstantial evidence, but in this case, it begs the question, where is the real evidence? You say a rope was put around your neck. Where is the ligature marks? Where are the ligature marks? Here we go. You're a light-skinned male. If you had been, if you had a rope put around you, <clears throat> the ligature marks would have been around your neck. The picture that you took is specific. It shows a headshot and it voids us seeing the neck. Where are the marks? Let's go back to the bleach. If, in fact, this chemical was bleach, which is rather specific of all the chemicals, you got pine saw, you've got fantastic, you've got all other kinds of household chemicals. Why specifically bleach? So Chicago police had said that we have yet to conduct a test on Right. We have yet to conduct a test on the sweatshirt to see what kind of chemical it was. Dot, dot, dot. If it was bleach. Right. If it was bleach, we don't need to do a chemical test. We're going to go ahead and just look at the shirt and see if there's any discoloration to the shirt. For more likely than not, he was wearing something that had colors in it. Colors in it. So. Show me the pictures of what you were wearing that day so that we can see if there's a slight level of discoloration unless they were using color, slate, uh, color safe bleach alternative, at which point in time, then I guess there would be nothing. But let's talk about the effects of what bleach would have on your skin, uh, right? Who's keeping the bleach in their hand around Temperatures where it would cause this liquid to freeze. Hell, in my car, my windshield washer freezed up. Right? My windshield washer uh, fluid freeze, froze up. Said freezed up. Froze up. Okay? So, how long were they outside with this bleach? Were they inside of the vehicle? Did they exit the vehicle? Did you see them approach? What did they have in their hands? How were they striking you with their hands if they had a rope? If one of them had bleach, was it in a Ziploc bag in their pocket where they took it out and then took the bleach outside and then squeezed it out of the Ziploc bag? Was it in a, 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 a little kitty sippy cup? You know, what, what, kind, what container was this bleach in where it did not bleach their clothing too? I'm trying to figure out, these are the details that you put out there. These are the details that you put out there. So it just begs the question. It just I'm, look, maybe it was semen. I don't know. I'm just saying it begs the question. Not my statement. Somebody else stated that. Here we go. Now, let's look at what Mayor Rahm Emanuel stated. He stated, obviously, the alleged statement of what happened here is horrific and there is no place for it in the city of Chicago, said Mayor Rahm Emanuel during a Wednesday evening press conference about the city's response to the historic code. Here we go. Here we go. You ready? Mayor Emanuel probably doesn't even believe it. You can tell in his statement. Here we go. Obviously, the alleged statement about what happened here is horrific. He is right. The statement about what happened is horrific. Not the occurrence of it, because come on now. I'm just saying it's it's come on now. Tiger, you're absolutely correct. If this was an attack done by two white make America great again persons, 
These guys have to be Navy SEALs. They have to be Navy SEALs. Why? They were able to slip in unnoticed. They were able to attack someone who, while Jesse Smollett is a person of prominence, he's not, if you were to rate the most famous gay people, right, in Chicago, or even in America, Jesse Smollett is not even up there with the level of those people who are openly gay. You got other people who are openly gay and are more flamboyant in their actions, more flamboyant in their dress, more flamboyant in the speeches that they make, more flamboyant in what I would get out of attacking this person. So I ask you the question, why specifically you? You are acting on a show that pretty much showcases all the negative stereotypes about black folks. Sorry. You are acting on a show that stereotypes and showcases the stereotypes of all the negative things or a great percentage of the negative things about black folks. A family that sticks together but has gay problems and straight problems and sex problems and this and that. Throwing kids in a trash can, not wanting them. Fast talking, head bopping. All the negative stereotypes about black folks and then having to overcome the. So why specifically you? Notwithstanding that, you have been known on your Twitter account to personally attack Donald Trump, which is in essence to attack his base. So are you not creating the very jeopardy that is the cause of your threats? And then when Fox, here we go, Fox, here we go, Fox, Donald, shut that shit up. Mike, don't start with the black bashing. I didn't produce the show about Empire. I'm just talking about what's out there. Now, it's not black bashing whatsoever if the stereotypes are in part true. See, that's one of the things that we don't want to talk about and don't want to face so that we can heal together as a community. We don't want to talk about that shit, though. So if you got a problem with it, Donald, Mr. Buster Woods, get off my page. You ain't ready. Get off my page. All the stereotypes about black folks, he acts on that. And puts us in a negative connotation. That's why we like it. Because it's drama. Come on now. And now here we go. Why the significance of the rope? Because black folks. Right? We think about the rope. And we automatically attribute that to racism. Why specifically? Why specifically? The rope around your neck. Because what does it do? It creates an emotional context with which black folks can relate to those of our ancestors who have been messed up and historically disenfranchised. And what does it do? It gets us out of the 
thinking brain and puts us in the amygdala so that we don't analyze the facts to determine the truthfulness of the story so that we live in our emotions so we can automatically apply empathy to a situation that factually does not add up. Why bleach? Because of the historical significance with bleach being thrown on black folks to whiten the skin. Why bleach? Why not Mr. Clean? Why not this? Why not that? Look at those historic, look at those things that get you to emotionally be affected and automatically apply it. Brandon Z. Moore, Smollett's music manager, says he was on the phone with the actor when he heard some of the attack and heard the words MAGA country, MAGA country, MAGA country. First of all, I want you to understand something about Illinois. Illinois is a blue state, not because it's actually a blue state, but it's a blue state, meaning that it's a strong Democratic hold on the state. If you were to divide Central and Southern Illinois versus Northern Illinois, it's only a Democratic state because of the populace, the populace, Cook County. The population in Cook County far exceeds that of the rest of the state. So that's what makes it a blue state. Central and Southern Illinois is very much Republican. But I highly doubt that someone who wants to attack him is going to... Come on now. Come on now. Can I, can I get somebody who really wants to hear the truth in this? Why am I going to send death threats to you and go through all that to attack you only to put a symbolic noose around your neck and not throw you into the Chicago River and hang you? Why am I going to go through all of that in the sub-degree temperatures to send a message? Really? That's what we're going to do? Is not the message stronger if I kill you and let you out there to die than to attack you only for you to be alive? Come on now. Come on now. I I'm sorry. I'm not buying it. And small it. All of the bleach or substances that was thrown in his face. The noose that was around his neck. This was a near-death experience. And he was able to make it to Northwestern Memorial Hospital. Thank you, Lori. Why not gasoline? Why not gasolina? <laughs> Fatima. Here we go. You're more pressed about this story than any other story. Fatima, stop. Stop it. You, you, you know why you say I'm more pressed about this story than any other story? Because your friend was on the plane with my man, right? And so now you somehow feel a tight connection to the doggone thing. Let me tell you why I'm more pressed about this story and a lot of other stories, too. Here we go. Y'all have forgot about R. Kelly. Come on, Miss Fatima. Stop. Fatima, I'm not going to go there. I love you enough not to attack you. So I'm going to leave it at that. You can go ahead and continue to comment. It's all good. 
I love you enough not to attack you because the perfect point that I want to state here in the thinking brain, right? This emotional that want to go there. I'm going to go ahead and use this and I'm not going to attack you because I, I got something I want to say. And it's not anything personal to you per se, right? Personal to you per se. But OK, fuck it. I don't give a shit. Here we go. Fatima, you're a scientist. You are a scientist. The very basis of what you do is based around evidence. You test things. You test theories. You test theories. And you actually conduct experiments to see if this thing comes true. You do that for a living, I might add. And I am very much proud of you. Very much proud of you. You are, a, you are a very brilliant scientist. Very brilliant scientist. Cut the bullshit. Cut it out. You are a scientist, ma'am. You talk about black girl magic? What? Black girl magic. You are the epitome of that. So stop the bullshit. You know doggone well in your heart of hearts, as many controversial conversations that we have had, as many people that you have pissed off by your views, which in, certain, in most respects align with mine, you know that in your heart of hearts, you know that in your heart of hearts that this story is definitely lacking evidence. You know it. Stop it. See, let me tell you why I'm talking about this story more than anything. Look, people in the LGBT community, I don't care what your sexual orientation is. I love you. You are awesome. You are awesome just like anybody in any other community. Straight, gay, white, black, good. You're awesome. Don't give a damn about who you align with. That having been said, this does the LGBT community a disservice. It does it a disservice. Why? There are real people who fall victim to countless horrendous attacks. Horrendous attacks. They fall prey to horrendous attacks for nothing more than their choice of identity, choice of sexuality. To manufacture a claim to this level without the evidence to back it up does the community a disservice. Does the community a disservice? You want to talk about no hate, no this, no that. You're throwing shade on that community by using this to shadow your ends, whatever that may be, to shadow the truth behind that attack. Were you battled? Yes. Were you fought? Yes. Did you get into a confrontation? Yes. Was it what you claimed? No. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Not to the level that you claimed. How did these white folks manage to slip in, attack 
this high profile star and then slip out from all of the cameras, all of the cameras, all of the cameras that are in the area. Come on now. Really? Either these are some great military trained operators or this story is a lie. Armani Brown, what outside of this are you doing for the LGBT community? Armani, stop. Stop. You want to know what I do, Armani? Look me up. Mike Brown, firearms instructor. Look me up. Look me up. You want to know what I do? Look me up. I'm not going to explain to you. Look me up. Okay? Because I'm not going to make this about the LGBT community. Because this story does a disservice not only to the LGBT community, but to black folks. Those real black folks who have gone through real racism, real attacks, real this, real this. How is the black community not upset? How is the black community not upset at the fact that 12 detectives are on this case? We may not always get that kind of attention when we got shots fired and persons down and killed in our communities. And I'm not saying we do, I'm not saying we don't. I don't know how Chicago PD's uh, detective division or detective bureau is set up when there's a shots fired subject. They may send multiple detectives out to the scene. I don't know. But what I'm saying is this, 12 detectives on this case, where's the justice that you want to go on ahead and, you know, get on this case? I'm never personal when it comes down to my stuff. Don't come and try to attack me on that. Right. I'm just talking about the doggone facts, doggone facts. Can we get 12 detectives on a bonafide case? But here we go. Uh Oh, there's the other side of that part, too. Can some of the people in the community get cooperation? How do you want us? Come on now. And I'm going to end with this. I'm going to end with this. How do we want? How do we want? Here we go. How do we want justice? In our communities, when we won't cooperate with the police, right? When we're talking about this case, how does Jesse Smollett want justice for this attack? But he won't turn over his phone to detectives. How is that? If I'm the lead detective on this case and I'm in charge of making the case, how, how do you want me to help you out? When your manager and you made a part of the report that you were on the phone and I need to see your phone because in part or as a part of this investigation, I need to check to see if the call actually took place between you or your manager, giving you credibility to your story. But I also need to check to see what kind of calls you've made. Who have you frequently talked to? Better yet, in this smartphone, what kind of apps do you have in your phone? I need access to those apps. Are you on Tinder? Are you on this dating app? Are you on this app? It's an investigation. And the real detectives are not going to be selective. We are going to look at all the possible scenarios. All of them. Because we have to bring about a resolution to this case. Why? Because it's a red ball case. It's a heater case. You're a celebrity. You've got people all over the world sending you all kinds of love, all kinds of support, and calls for the Chicago Police Department to bring about justice, to bring about a resolution to this matter. 
So we at the Chicago Police Department, and I'm not a Chicago police officer, nor do I speak on behalf of the Chicago Police Department, but I am acting as though I'm a spokesperson. We at the Chicago Police Department, we have a duty to do, but shit, it's in the eyes of the public. So we definitely have to make sure our I's and J's are dotted and T's and J's are crossed and the FBI is involved. So we're not going to do a half-assed job. We're going to do our job to the letter. To the letter. But it makes it hard when you don't give me your phone. Ooh. But you're fully cooperating. Like, comment, share. It's long. It's going to be hard for some people to share it because some people don't want to watch it because they don't want to hear the truth. I'm just saying. Fatima and whoever is on here fighting, y'all need to cut that out for real. This is this, The purpose of this post is not to get or this podcast is not to get anybody to fight. None of that stuff. But the fact remains is that the evidence does not match up. It does not match up. Now, Thomas, you ask a question. Why was the FBI involved? Because it's a hate crime. The letter was sent to him, okay? And anytime the letter is mailed from, what I guess, when it crosses interstate lines. See, the one thing is, if you understand how law enforcement works, law enforcement works, um, here we go. Because the, hate, because the uh, letter was sent from a different jurisdiction and it came into Chicago to reach uh, uh, Jussie Smollett, uh, a Smollett, it crossed two different jurisdictions. So there often could be a fight about who has jurisdiction over what. When anytime you have a case that may cross interstate line or interstate lines uh, within between two states and certain things like that, then the FBI may uh, tend to come in and try to investigate uh, the case or take over jurisdiction of the case. You know, just like a kidnapping case. If kidnapping occurs in Illinois, but the person crosses into Indiana, it automatically becomes an FBI case because there's two different states and there's two different jurisdictions. So to avoid the fight, there it is, interstate. Okay. Um, here we go. Y'all need to stop. I don't know what's going on between Fatima and you guys with this stuff. We don't need any more fighting. We need peace. We need love. Okay. And we just need the truth to come out in this Jussie Smolnick case. Because, look, this narrative that's going on, I'm not buying it. Okay. Now, here we go. I will end with this. And I said I was going to end last time, but I, I always say that and I always have another point. I will end with this. Okay. If there is evidence, if there is evidence to show that I'm wrong, I will humbly put out a retraction. Humbly put out a retraction, but it's hard, it's hard for me to retract what I'm saying when I'm talking about the things that just don't make sense in an evidence uh, uh, in this case. OK, so show me evidence. I'll issue a retraction. OK, no one is sitting here congratulating or being happy that Jesse was attacked. OK, and I don't even know if I even want to call it an attack right off the bat. Okay, he was involved in a physical altercation and he was subsequently battered. We don't know if he started it because I've investigated cases where the victim became the suspect. Right. Or if he truly is, in fact, the victim of a battery or something that went wrong and somebody without provocation. Okay, attacked him. Okay, I do hope that he heals. I do hope that he gets better. But I also hope that the truth comes out because you are doing the LGBT community a disservice when you lie. Also doing black folks a disservice when you try to sit here and talk about a doggone situation that probably did not happen to the level that you are putting it out there. It just doesn't make sense. OK. 
I'm going to go ahead and end this podcast, and I'll stay up live on Facebook Live so that you guys can answer questions, but i got to end the podcast because I only got like 60 minutes on here, uh, and this is definitely to be continued. So for those of you all listening on the podcast, this has been On the Mic with Mike. Again, I'm your host, uh, Instructor Mike. You can follow me on Facebook at Mike Brown, uh, Instructor Mike, and all that other jazz. I'll see you on the next time with On the Mic with Mike.